0: Welcome back. We actually get to say welcome back now to the podcast, even though this is our first official episode. Technically, it's episode number two, just because we had episode zero going. Um, But we've got Chill Russell in the studio today. We are in session at Jackrabbit Soundcheck. How are you guys doing?
1: Good. 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 Well. Happy to be here.
0: Fantastic. Welcome. Welcome. Uh,
2: Where did the name Chill Russell come from?
3: Well, uh, you know, I just popped out of thin air, really. Who's Russell? Well, Russell is someone who's quite a legend, actually. You see, there's this old uh, guy named Bill Russell who is a basketball player with the Boston Celtics from the 1960s. And he has, like, you know, tons of championships. So just kind of a play on the name. I mean, we were trying out tons of new ideas getting a name together last year when we started founding the group. So just popped in our head one day and I said, chill, Russell. And then we just ran with it from there.
1: And I would just say that we like names. Um, Some of our favorite bands have names that are kind of like amalgamations or whatever. They're like like the Dandy Warhols is a play on Andy Warhol, the Brian Jones Town Massacre, right? So- I think that's kind of the direction we kind of uh, took with that name. Yeah. That's, totally. why, that's why I liked it. But Patrick came up with it. It's yeah,
2: John you know. Cougar Concentration Camp. <laughs> <Yeah>. I don't <laughs>
1: think.
0: I... Uh, I'm not familiar N- with Narn that sparkly. one. That was an
2: Albuquerque, New Mexico <laughs> band. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, yeah, that's. You said that was an cool. NBA player, Bill Russell. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys basketball fans at all? Or yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Know, okay. I'm not. So I'm, uh, just, I'm asking.
1: Okay. No problem. Yeah. I like that vintage stuff too. It's, it's you know, the whole, it's kind of, you know, it's just a.
2: A, hip. Yeah. a lot of
3: people don't even know who he is. I mean, he's won the most rings out of yeah, everyone, but he, he don't even know. 12, 12
2: championships. Well, yeah, and, and you guys have some cool artwork going on with, along with all your amazing music. Um, who's your artist?
3: We uh, got we hired Billy Buck, who's this local artist here in Austin. Does a ton of flyers and posters for local shows at the Mohawk on Red River, a bunch of stuff like that. She's in um, an
1: all-girl punk band called Sailor Poon. Yeah, she's in this other band. There's so really another cool, one of those name
3: Yeah. So, I mean, we see a lot of that stuff everywhere. And so, you know, we felt like her artwork was the right style to fit with our kind of music, what we were going for, and so you know, she's just the natural choice, and she was really excited to work with us about that. So, and we were excited uh, to yeah. work with her. Yeah, she totally. did
4: an amazing job on the design too. Yeah, it's a killer cover for the album. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely.
3: I think it's a great album cover that just kind of you know grabs you, you know, and you see it. Mm-hmm. You can see it on. Tons of record stores around here soon. when Yeah, Waterloo
1: and Antone's. Yeah, so yeah. we
3: got a few deals in the works with that. So, uh, you, you know, it's going to be there, and I felt like it just pops. You know, you're going to see it, and you're going to want to pick it up and
2: look at it. I want some merchandise. Are oh, we yeah. going to put get some T-shirts made? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. We got to have T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. We're going to put
3: her design on a T-shirt, actually. It's going to be a black shirt with the, the green demon woman it. Uh, on a monster it. truck. Yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: yeah. Cool. So uh, 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 We also have a really cool logo that Colin's sister uh, designed for us. Yeah. What yeah. else? Yeah.
5: What's the idea behind that? I guess. Uh, well, it was really Mark's idea, wasn't it? For the uh, <laughs> most uh, things uh, are. He's
1: yeah. playing the buck
0: on, on ideas here. Uh,
1: you know, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's an ice cream cone, and we're kind of going for that sugary um, psych bubblegum psych sort of look. So I think that uh, we've we've actually been. Kind of playing with that yeah. with our photo shoot. We did a photo shoot today, yeah. actually. That's going to be for mm-hmm. our press photos. Yeah, it,
4: it got sticky. It got sticky. Yeah, yeah it's I know. Sticky it's
0: sweet. Were you guys in the ice cream?
4: We were. Well, no well. We had. Well, ice cream. Eventually, we eventually brought a yeah, um, cooler full of ice cream. It gets hot in Texas, hot and in it, Texas. it was yeah. hot today,
3: late October, and just melting all over my fingers and hands. It was gross. And
0: oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was okay. messy. But, you know, these, you do these things. It sacrifices yeah, you, you, it you got to be for your art. You yeah. know. Yeah. So you guys, it sounded like a minute ago, y'all were kind of touching on the new record y'all have coming out. So have y'all decided when you're going to release that? What's what's all the info on that? Just for, for the listeners, for yours, for ours, what can they expect and when can they expect it?
1: Sure. So we are putting out a record on Saturday, November 12th uh, here in Austin, and it'll be sold everywhere, um, you know, through, through on the internet and in record stores locally. Um, we're playing with some great bands, Coattails and um, The Sun Machine. And uh, it's presented by Overload, which is uh, sort of a Tastemaker blog um, here in, in town. So, uh, yeah, that's when we're putting it out. It's a five-song EP. Um, the first record was sort of kind of thrown together um, with some songs I'd written and then kind of brought these guys in. Uh, this one is much more collaborative uh, in that um, these aren't all my songs. They're, a, they're sort of a team songwriting effort yeah. and uh, definitely uh, kind of pointing us in the direction we're going to go with our first LP um where we're kind of sharing the workload and the songwriting load and doing a lot of harmonies and yeah kind
4: of... and uh we're actually releasing it on cassette yeah uh we're definitely. taking it back to the tape yeah um uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. and digital items. of course but uh yeah, yeah. yeah we had a, an idea to do something a little different go back to the cassette tape yeah. so sort of a, you know you sort have to of a
1: break item. out your your old school tape player yeah.
4: and
0: how many of those are you guys going to order
1: uh, so far, we're just doing a 50 limited edition, but yeah, okay. uh, we'll see how, that, how that. those how those go. Because again, with the, the record stores, um, you know, it, they might go quicker than we had anticipated. So we'll just see um, what we what we can do there. And then, I mean, most people nowadays are either listening to things analog or digitally. Um, so, uh, I mean, obviously there's nearly two options, but, but, uh, there'll be, you know, I think that we're going to do a lot of downloads. People are going to do a lot of downloading yeah. of our stuff and then we'll just have the collector's item.
2: So get your people. cassette tapes while you can. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
3: that's right. We're going to sign a number, each one of them too. And they'll all come with a download oh. code as well.
0: Yeah. Damn. That's awesome. So where and when is your EP release going to be?
3: Our so, EP release is going to be on Saturday, November 12th at the Sidewinder on Red River. And yet we're playing with coattails and the sun machine. And the record's
1: what? called And Yet We're Captivated.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. – I like it's that. A that's a nice. Record. Yeah, that's a nice yeah.
0: name. When uh, when does the show start?
3: The show is going to start uh, at 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So, music star on 10 p.m. Okay. Um, yeah, the cover is six dollars, but it's only going to be three dollars if you bring a can of food for a donation to the Central Texas Food Bank. That's awesome. We're trying to help put forward uh, an effort to really to stock up the food bank leading up to Thanksgiving. They need mm-hmm. a lot of time to help that time. You know, this part of the year, right? You know, because you know it's just getting cold and people are hungry. So, you know, we're trying to do yeah. our part right. to like that's a really cool.
4: Can and three dollars. That's all you need. Yeah. Right.
3: So, I mean, any canned food works. Just bring anything sealed, and you know, you can get a discount. It's half off your cover. In and
0: joint. are y'all are y'all working? With somebody for that, or you all kind of take care of that yourselves?
1: That's being handled through Overload. Yeah, okay. Over the, uh, yeah. yeah. The, P- the Austin Food Bank or whatever it's called. I but, but yeah. can't remember exactly what it's called. And Chase, okay.
2: you said that you guys have somebody sort of doing publicity stuff. Right?
4: Uh, yeah. Yeah. We uh, just started working with uh, Penny for PR. It's a PR company uh, actually split between uh, here in Austin and uh, Australia, actually. Mm. Um, yeah. So they're going to do uh, some promotion for us uh, leading up to the, the release and the show. And uh, we're, we're really excited to be working with them. It's cool. They work with uh, Dark Bird, who's a really you know, up-and-coming band here in Austin. They're, they're playing in New York now. They're opening for bands, uh, so they're really cool. So, um, yeah, Penny for PR. Um, it's going to be the, the first time uh, we work with them, but we uh, you know, look forward to seeing how, how that works out with them.
2: Are you guys planning to follow up this release with a tour?
1: Yeah, we're definitely going to do a local regional tour uh and then um we're gonna start working on our our full first full length so we're gonna do some some regional stuff do a full length um of course we've got uh you know there's free week and south by southwest coming up so we're gonna try to plug um a few singles off this record um do some music videos and stuff to kind of keep this record to hold us over through south by southwest and by that point hopefully we'll have all our songs in in order to do a full length release and uh and see where that goes. I mean, I think our, our sound is really taking a, sort of a, an interesting turn now and that we're kind of doing a little more psych stuff, um, which is which is a lot of fun. So, Well, yeah.
0: listening to, to what you guys had online, because, of course, the only thing that I've heard online so far is the five songs that y'all have up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And from what y'all have going there with the, you know, every, there's production and everything. You got kind of the, the psych sound and everything with the uh, modded guitars and all that, bringing it in here to be an acoustic set um, – it actually translated really well, and I was actually really surprised as to ha- how well just the songs translated in here. Have you all always played acoustic, or has it just been more of a recent thing? This was
1: our first acoustic yeah. Uh, performance. Yeah, yeah first. We, we literally heard we it never here first acoustic. on In Session yeah. at Jackrabbit's House.
5: Right, yeah. 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 Yeah, so, we pretty so, much yeah. just spent like the last couple of weeks working up yeah. the acoustics, up, but we hadn't ever tried it. But the yeah. songs yeah. stripped down but are yeah.
1: still. I mean, they're good songs. So when you yeah. strip them down, it, they're right. still good songs. It's just that normally when we play loud and live, we mod the guitars and, like you said, and and, and just go with a lot of reverb on the vocals and things like that. But uh, but here it was it was nice. Yeah, the I'm, the, I'm the
4: harmonies really come out with the acoustics, you know, and you know the the energy stays with it, but it's a little different and it kind of you know turns into something new. So uh, yeah, we uh, we like what we did here and. Uh, always love recording here, you know. Jack Rabbit Sounds, Jack. Thank you. We love having you. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's
0: great. Um, yeah, we we liked it a lot too. It, it sounded um, sounded really nice, actually. I think uh, hopefully, you know, the listeners here will will enjoy everything. Um, getting down to, I guess we can start getting down to the music. We opened up with a song called Talk. It's off of y'all's alls new record, correct? Yes. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. So. There are going to be three songs that you guys play for us tonight that are going to be off of the new record, two from the old one, which I I'm actually I'm excited about the fact that you guys are bringing more new stuff than old stuff here to to this this format and everything. Um but let's talk about the song that you guys opened up with first. Who who wrote that? I wrote that. Uh, I- mark 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 wrote the song okay and i mean i'm not sure i mean i don't know how many of these songs are all collaborative efforts or you know um
1: i mean really there's there's usually one main songwriter and then we kind of build on it so that's a song i wrote on an acoustic guitar in my bedroom. and 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 talk
4: was really the first song that had been written off the new ep so we
1: had finished the first one
4: mixed it mastered it got it out and we really just wanted to to get going again you know right out of that and so Mark came with that one, and that was the first one we had and put together as a song, and it came together really quick, too. And awesome.
2: I mean, Colin sang that one. That sounded very Beatles-esque, Paul McCartney. I heard some influence yeah. in there, yeah, which yeah. is Thank all you. awesome. Thank
5: you.
1: So so what happened is uh, Colin joined the band. He was the last member to join the band, and he sort of had a, a backlog of songs kind of written. I mean, he still has you know a catalog of his own material. So. Uh, we're slowly integrating his music into our own and, and it's it's sort of you know taking our sound in, in this new direction um, and so that was one of them that was the first one he showed us and we were like yeah that's, that reminds us of yeah but
5: that, that worked out really well because it just fit really well what sort of the sound we had yeah, exactly. with talk and um, you low. know with low yeah. and um, wants you to use me which is not we didn't play today but right. that'll be yeah. on our new EP as well.
1: Exactly. That kind of it's all that yeah. kind of 60s reminiscent
4: stuff, with yeah. a little Yeah. But but really talk I think, you know, kind of in the in the best way to find the new sound that that we're creating and we're not intentionally, you know, going for new sound. It's just uh all four of us kind of blending everything together. So that was uh what we chose to be the the lead single off of the EP um and it kind of you know, uh, hints at the new direction that we went. And that kind of reminds
1: me of something I wanted to say about it is that, you know, when I wrote it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's just chords and lyrics and I come to these guys and then they add their own flair. Right. So I didn't write this a part in the chorus where Colin says, talk, 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 talk. And there's, you know, these little guitar licks uh, that that Chase comes up with and Patrick comes up with this sort of bubblegum, you know, sort of surfery kind of beat. So, you know, maybe that's not exactly in my mind when I'm writing the song, but then I bring it to these guys and that's the collaborative part where they all pitch in their own, you know, their own, uh, a piece of the puzzle. And right, that's what right. makes it a song that is a collaboration and, mm. and something that
0: that's, that's the perfect. beautiful thing about being in a band. You know what I mean? It's not just what you've got going on. You've got third, third party input for what's going on, you know,
1: exactly. we're all speaking the same language. And,
0: right. Yeah. Um, but if I can, if I can ask you what, I don't want you to get, I guess, too specific because I think part of the beauty of a song is that each person who hears it interprets it a, a little bit differently. But f- for you, what what kind of is that song about?
1: Uh, I would say it's a song um, from the perspective of like a hopeless romantic um, sort of, you know, it's like I'm not going to leave here without you. Um, and you're kind of it's, you know, it's kind of about being fucked up um, and like. You know, uh, you know, you're talking into each other's mouths. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation with somebody you like and you're, you know, whether you're at a bar or a party or whatever, and you're just kind of talking at each other because there's just this sparks flying between the two of you. So that's um, kind of, that's what's in the chorus. And then it's it's just that it's, uh, you know, I'm not going to leave without you. We're talking, this is such an intense, you know, flash in the pan sort of thing. Um, so uh, that's, that's kind of the theme of that song, yeah.
2: Okay, awesome. Cool. So... I'm not a big fan of labels, but you guys have been, you know, called psychedelic rock or whatever. Mm-hmm. What are most people considering you? You know, what do they feel when they hear your music? Oh, it's, a t- it's, it's tough because I, we actually hear so many different things
4: from fans. I mean, one person will say we sound like, you know, whoever so-and-so another says we sound completely different. And I think, uh, from each song, there's kind of a, a little bit of a, a genre shift, um, so I don't know. We've uh, been called.
1: I'm uh, oh, sorry. The, yeah, I, I mean, there was a think, review where we called yeah. pop, experimental, I think, psychedelic. Yeah, that review
5: also maybe called us like an alternative band of Al- sorts. Yeah. Of,
1: yeah. of sorts. Of right. Whatever that is. <laughs>
4: what is all? Sounds like it? kind of a half-assed description. Right. Right. Um, we've heard someone say a song sounded like the Beatles, the right. Rolling Stones, yeah, Danny Warhol. Yeah, I mean, gaze, we're just coming from gin so blossoms. many directions. We've never heard
1: I heard the Jim Blossoms. We've
5: we've also gotten things out of left field like. Like Pixies and yeah. wow. pa- pavement is, is kind of a, I mean, of a '90s are, alternative you know. band. You know? I've, I've heard The Clash, <laughs> you know? Clash, <laughs> you know? Clash <laughs> once, which I thought was very surprising. Yeah, <laughs> cool. um, it's weird. I like so, pe- people know, don't, know, who doesn't, but. people
4: don't know what they're listening
1: to, which is good. Yeah. I mean, it's, you don't want to be, uh, you know, pigeon-holed.
4: you don't want to be pigeonholed. Yeah. exactly.
0: Right, not at all. Well, that's awesome. I think, and especially that, you know, as far as the Beatles go, I think that working so hard was very, very Beatles style. Um, really? Not to
2: mention he's playing a violin bass. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Paul yeah. McCartney played, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. Gives it that sound.
0: <laughs> um, so, all right, kind of going back a little bit, how did you guys all meet and how did y'all come to be in a band? How long have y'all been in a band?
3: Well, uh, this band has been active and publicly, you know, gigging since February This year, 2016. Oh, so y'all
0: are, like, brand new.
3: This whole, this group is is brand new, Okay, But you and Chase
2: used to play together.
3: We did. We've been in bands before and done stuff like that. But this group uh, came together over the course of the last year where Mark and I have, you know, gigged previously together in groups in the past. And, uh, you know, I've known him, uh, Mark the longest. We went to high school together in Houston. I've known him for a good 15 years or so. And along that path, we've had tons of, you know, jamming and writing and just gigging with, you know, a lot of different people, but now we've come together with this new group uh, to where, you know, we spent all of 2015 kind of building up our first EP, writing it, recording it in snippets there and here and there. So uh, now that we got the group together, we got Chase and Colin involved to come together and bring it forward. You know, that's how we started it.
4: Uh, yeah. You know. So me and Patrick played in a band together. Patrick and Mark played in a band before that. And uh, Mark was working on new music. He was working with Patrick I came in. I did some recording. We had some other uh, guitar players and bass players come in and record on that album. Todd Siff on uh, vocals. Todd and, and, Siff. And, and yeah, Free Runner who list. recorded here. Yes, jam, huh? yeah.
2: Who recorded here. And you were here filming, right? And oh, this is my first time here. Oh, this is your first yeah, time here. This is my Way to go, bit. band! Yeah.
1: Well, oops. <laughs> <laughs> somebody Sorry. was here. So filming, somebody else was really good. Looking. You, but <laughs> anyway,
4: like these guys were working on this album and it was a really fun recording project. We just all, you know, put in a little bit. We did some mixing, we did recording and it was really kind of on the fly where we wrote these parts and put it together. And then uh, when it came time to release it, Mark needed a band essentially. So uh, they, they had a guitar player, and I said, I'll, I'll play bass. You know, I had, and Then
1: that guitar player you know, didn't work out, nothing and so else to do. he got
4: bumped up. Uh, I moved over to guitar, which is my main instrument. Uh, I just played bass with, in the band for the fun of it, and then uh, Colin came in. Um, and so that was when we put together the band as it is now and you know started playing shows in, in February and through uh, South by Southwest. And
1: it's sort of taken on a life of its own because these guys are great songwriters, so it's like you know I've got – it was hey this is gonna be my thing and I'm just gonna you know hire you know, get a bunch of hired guns and make them do this do do the, you know do what I want to do um, and you know turns yeah. out they're great now, songwriters now we so. work for free so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's best yeah.
0: <laughs> so Mark and Patrick went to school high school together in Houston mm-hmm. what brought you guys out this way to Austin college
3: yeah we yeah. went to texas state in san marcos so okay we, yeah we lived there Uh we were actually roommates our first semester too yeah. so uh
1: you know lots of lots of crazy stories we, yeah we should we'll get a, into that let's we let's shared a bunk few more bed beers that, that year, year. <laughs> oh yeah well, we, texas we, both, we both slept on the, in the same on the same level of the bunk right? i had a I top what... bunk <laughs> <laughs>
0: i got dibs on top bunk all right so yeah well awesome um a weird turn <laughs> uh, that's the only way this is yeah we almost it's had only... dead air there for a yeah. second Just yeah. <laughs> kind of showers yeah. we had to wear yeah. flip-flops so, you know.
2: isn't that all colleges what yeah. yeah. i met you mark back with the collab jam, a whole project yeah. i didn't even know that you were playing i didn't know you wrote songs or any of that right so it was a surprise to me when chase was like oh yeah i'm playing in a band with mark yeah and he's like kind of one of the songwriters started to help yep. start this thing And so I was like, "Oh, well, that's cool." He always seemed like a cool guy, and when I heard the music, he played it, and I was impressed. Thank you. I
1: remember meeting you because it was uh, like you guys, I guess, had worked together, uh, you and Chase, and um, and I knew Vance has a recording studio, you know. So it's like, okay, cool. Well, let's go, let's go check it out, you know. So then there was a couple times where I'd kind of seen you at different shows and things like that. And it was like, okay, cool. Uh, you know, I'm gonna just say hi and kinda meet him and then you know, here it is now we're, it's kinda come full circle and we're here in your studios. So.
2: Well, was that your brother that was videoing? Uh, my cousin. cousin. Your cousin yeah, Wes Matkin, okay. yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, And uh, he
4: actually uh did the um the video cinematography and directed our, our music video too. Nova King.
2: Yep, Novocaine. Yeah. But you yep. guys need to check that out if you haven't seen that. That's yes. cool. We have a yeah. video
3: off our first EP called Novocaine. Uh, we shot it ourselves. It's very uh, you know self produced kind of thing. You find uh, it on our Facebook page. That's right. It's on our Facebook and our YouTube channel. It's facebook.com slash thechillrussell. And you can go find it there.
2: Um, so It's on our website too, right now. And
1: uh, All
4: right. Yeah.
2: Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah <laughs> <com.
1: laughs>
0: Oh yeah, it's actually linked <laughs> to dot. Is it linked? I mean,
2: I didn't change it, but it's linked. But we need to make it where it's direct to com.
0: You guys can figure it out. Just Google in session at Jackrabbit Soundcheck. I'm sure you'll find yeah. our website. it will be all right. we'll, we'll get if it set up. If you're listening, at some point in time. you know where to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah If you're right. listening to this, you you found us. Click the link below this video. Like, yeah. our, pages? <laughs>
2: like <laughs> our pages. Like yeah, our pages.
0: Like everyone. everyone like every page like, you yeah. see. Okay. Just, yeah. just don't hold back. Chill, Russell. In session at Jackrabbit Soundcheck. Like follow us Instagram Twitter, Facebook, YouTube all all the the standard stuff. Um, okay well I guess let's go ahead and hear low so we'll go ahead and have you guys play for us and then we'll continue talking.
2: Wow, that was a rocking tune. (laughs) Um, Okay, so talking about Lowe, who
0: wrote that song? Uh,
4: I I wrote it, actually. Chase wrote it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you know, I always write songs or snippets of songs and record them on my iPhone, and, you know, if it makes the cut, it gets to the next stage, which is on Pro Tools, and I'll just record a little demo. So this was one of the songs I had no idea what it was for, which band or or whatnot, and I recorded it, and, uh, you know, we— I think at that point, just had one or two songs off the new EP. And, I, you know, this, this song was really like kind of speaking to me as, you know, you know, being kind of catchy. So came to these guys, I actually texted them all. We have a, a group text. I said, you know, this week we're going to try out a, a song. You know, I think you'll, I think you'll like it. You know, uh, I like, you'll, you'll hear, you know, some of my influences and kind of like the nineties alternative thing. Mm. Uh, so I, I brought it to our uh, rehearsal, uh, we rehearsed on Mondays, brought it, played through it. And it was just one of those songs that's really easy to pick up on. And so they picked up and, uh, we, you know, I think we hashed it out that night, uh, already had all the vocals, lyrics written out and we just, you know, wrote the other parts. Um, so yeah.
0: So how often do you guys practice per week? Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, usually once. once a week yeah, yeah. Once? Uh, if we once ha- a week. if we have a show okay. coming up we'll do you know maybe a second just to you know the day before or something
0: and are you all connected like in any other way like say one of you guys gets an idea on you know drums or guitar vocals or something to to like when you're not at practice you know to hook up with the other guys and be like hey I've got this, let's see, you know, what can you do with it this week before practice or something like that? Do you guys have a way to do that? or?
1: Um, Colin uh, is, is pretty proficient at, uh, at recording, you know, sort of MIDI instruments, and he'll kind of map out things um, and then bring them to the group. And, uh, uh, but, but for the most part, you know, like, like with Chase's song, Low, that we were just talking about, he just brings it in and shows us the chords, and okay, cool, yeah, and then I mean, we kind of groove on and see what we can figure he out. He
5: came in with just like a guitar riff, and right. we just built it off. Yeah, and lyrics. Well, and the lyrics, of course. Um, But yeah.
3: I think that's typically how most of the songs do come together is Mm -hmm. usually someone brings us like at least some kind of roadmap for a song that's a riff and some lyrics and that's the general kind of foundation you pour on that song and then you bring it in and then we all add our own input to it. You know, it's like for me with the drums, you know, I, always kind of build a drum layer on it, but I work with them to build on that fits the sound and style that they had in mind originally, you know, but it's my job to put it down on paper per se, you know, so. And uh, we're
1: open to, we're open to suggestions as well. So it's like, okay, like there's a song off the new record called want you to use me, uh, which we didn't play today, but, um, It's you know it was basically a couple of chords and some shouting and then these guys came in with oh cool maybe I could do this kind of thunderous Tom beat that that Patrick came up with and then we've got a little instrumental breakdown that's kind of it's almost like Mars Volta sort of style that that came up with yeah Yeah. and then we have that that little refrain sort of that hook at the end where we kind of come back so you know even though the song is came from you know my ideas and and sort of is my song right it 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 became its own thing once i brought it to these guys and it just
2: took this whole new direction that's the beauty of being in a band yeah yeah, yeah
1: i think we i think that's a, that's a theme that we're we're coming back to right. in, during this podcast is that you know these things you might intend for something to be one thing and yeah. then it it's it tends to grow when you have other people involved yeah, especially definitely. people you can communicate with right. Uh, right. and get along with
0: yeah awesome Um, how much, so when you guys are writing, um, I'm, I'm coming more, I'm a lot less of a musician and more of a producer slash engineer type, but when you guys are writing the music, how much of it, uh, I guess it could probably vary, but like how much is emotionally based as far as, okay, this sounds good, but it might not fit the song and how much of it is actually like, you know, based around writing something for the love of playing, you know what I mean? This sounds awesome. Everyone's going to have a good time hearing this kind of deal.
1: That's a tough question to answer. Yeah. 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 Tough tough question. Question. Yeah.
3: I think I think there are some songs we want to make more technically complex than others. Uh-huh. I think it's a kind of a mix between whether we want it to make a song, you know, very intricate and, and technically advanced or sim- more simple and uh catchy. I think yeah. compared to low yeah, to you know,
4: you know on low uh, when we wrote and recorded it, we, you know, Mark said, "All right, uh, you know, lay down a guitar solo and I went home and Uh, it tried to come up with guitar solo ideas and I, you know, messed with it for an hour or two. And then I I came back to practice next, next week and I said, I don't think the song needs a solo, you know? And so we just ended up doing this instrumental thing at the end and, uh, Todd actually laid down, uh, like Fender Rhodes and, an organ on it. And, uh, we let his Rhodes, uh, piano part be the kind of the instrumental, Uh, To take us out of the song And it it fades out with Todd on the
0: roads See and and to me that's awesome though You know what I mean because a lot of bands will sit there And they'll be like okay well we need to write a solo And they'll write a solo just because like for the sake The song needs a solo but they don't really Listen to it and Mm -hmm. I don't know I've seen and come across a lot of bands A lot of people who were just like they're, they're just kind of set in their ways, I guess you could say, but they don't really, they're, they don't like to say no to their own right, creative right, endeavors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it, it's to the detriment of the song. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. know what it, I like about
2: you chase is you're that? not
0: afraid to play rhythm guitar.
2: Yeah. A lot well, of lead guitar yeah. players, they just want to play leads, but you play rhythm guitar really well. Wh- and then when you do play a lead, people are like, Whoa, right. I'll right. find a hook. Well, or put you know, I, I have to
4: play what, what fits the song, you know? And that's, that's what kind of differentiates a, a guitar player in a band versus a guitar player who has a band, you know? Right.
0: A songwriter yeah. versus yeah. Awesome.
5: Well, and I think that's, you know, part of the beauty of just Chill Russell is we don't force anything on any of our songs. It all just sort of feels yeah, very natural. Yeah. And I mean, some
1: songs like attitude. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go. But ahead. But attitude will carry a song. Like, like, yeah. like want you to use me. That song's all just just balls. You know, that's 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 attitude. When you look at a song like Like, like either one of the songs that you've written, there's a little more technical, um, you know, complexity in those songs. And so, you know, when we talk about emotional versus um, compositional, I mean, they're all a mix of the two, but it's just to what degree. Yeah,
5: I think the sort of underlying thing is, you know, no matter what we're going for, they all sort of have this like hook that like stick in your brain. Right. There's something catchy
1: about the song. Yeah. Yeah.
4: We're we are all about the hook. Yeah. I
1: think that's that's, that's a, definitely something that that this record has. Is as every song has something. You know, every song at some point has been stuck in my head. Whether it's your yeah. song or your song or.
4: Well, and we like to hear. Uh, you know, our fans say that they like there or a part of a song is stuck in their head. You know, afterwards or like two days after they see our show. You know yeah.
2: that's yeah
4: the yeah. most satisfying
2: thing. It's working. Yeah, it's working.
4: <laughs> you just got to get it stuck.
0: Subliminal messages. <laughs> will we'll get Buy to our later. record. Buy our record. <coughs> you buy. Put it in
6: reverse.
0: <laughs> well, and that's, you know, uh, something from what I'm hearing so far tonight. Every song has a different feel to it. You know, you can almost tell that it's written by a different person. But at the same time, they're all cohesive. You know what I mean? Like, they all fit within <laughs> the same area. But, you know, everything just feels a little bit different from, from each other's song. And like y'all were saying, you know what I mean? After you guys have played the song... I had it stuck in my head until you guys started playing the you know the next song <laughs> the next and then one, it's it's the next one, you know. Um but that to me again is is a beautiful thing about good music is when it can be written and it can stick with somebody. Um that to me is it's it's pretty telling, at least personally from my point of view, if if I like a song or not. Well, thanks for saying me. that. Hopefully your listeners
1: yeah. will feel the same way. I, I hope so. <laughs>
4: Episode one, yeah. Episode yeah. one, baby. It and yeah. by the way, it is great to be here for yeah. episode one of the Jack Rabbit. Happy to break it, or it, or or break it, break our it
0: in, voyage. First of so many. You in. guys are a yeah, crash yeah. and we'll burn. Be we'll, for, uh, <laughs> we'll be back for episode one hundred one. The LP, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when I yeah, mentioned I really the chase, yeah, he was like, "I want to be the first one." Let's go! I'm so excited
4: about this. I think it's going to take off. Uh, I mean, it's just great for music lovers and uh, musicians and just anyone and everyone involved in music. Yeah, local
1: bands. I mean, you know, it's a great way to support the local scene and to get people in this awesome studio. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's a what, what we're hoping for. I censored, yeah. I censored myself there. I was going to say fuck. You did yeah. well. Well, dude, we're on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Fucking
4: cuss as much as you want. You're good. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: I mean, we're here in Austin, which is such a great, you know, music community, and there's just big things waiting to happen, you know, all across the board in the studios with the audio engineering, with the bands. Uh, it's, it's definitely uh, something exciting to be a part of.
2: Well, we know. wish you guys much success, and you know, following up this record with a tour and. You know, get to do some amazing things and meet amazing people, and people buy your record. And what do you think, David? Should we hear another song?
0: Yeah, uh, sounds good. What's the name of this next song, guys? It's Novocaine. That song's Novocaine. Novocaine. Yeah. Novocaine. Okay, cool. This is Novocaine by Chill Russell.
6: And the sunrise in the morning is the perfect place to begin and the sunset every evening
0: All right, so Novocaine um, is that one of y'all's older songs? I know it's obviously on the first record, but as far as since you guys have really only been playing since February, um, is that in line with one of the first songs you guys wrote and put together?
1: Oh, it's hard to remember. Man, um, when I know Desert that? Island Blues <laughs> was the first one we did, yeah. and I really then, like I think, that
0: song. Actually, thank Desert you. Island Blues. Thank yeah, you. Like yeah, that
1: um, yeah. That's a little grungier. Um, it th- was Novocaine was the one that uh, was a little. It kind of it's kind of like. Um, like lonesome crowd of West Aramonis yeah. mouse. Yeah. And so I think that because we love that band so much and that, that kind of has that reminiscent feel, we decided to make this, that the single on the record. Um, and you know, Novocaine is a drug that, uh, dentists use. to yeah. numb you. So yeah, I was
2: wondering a- about that. Have you had some really crazy experience with the dentist? No, no, it's just, uh, it, it really, it was, it's, 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 uh, you know,
1: <laughs> 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 that's just my personal life. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, uh, the, uh, n- with Novocaine, it's, um, you know, I think the song was trying to kind of use Nova, you know, the numbing, the painkiller effect to deal with a, you know, like a breakup or like, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of love sort of situation and uh, and so then once novacaine was the name of the song it was like oh cool well let's let's have a fucking giant tooth yeah we around. had that a crazy brilliant. idea for a
2: video mm-hmm. another novacaine um, who's it, the giant tooth uh, who gets to uh, be the uh, cool giant that is tooth. that
3: is chase's fiance <laughs> yeah. linda she
2: oh. did a Hi, linda. great yes. job so, she, she, out she to was linda.
1: fantastic linda's our number one fan linda okay. is uh-huh.
2: awesome yeah. I yes. love yeah, Linda. She, I mean, I don't love Linda. Yeah. <laughs> all right. oh, well, back She's awesome. off, buddy. She's back. Awesome. <laughs> you
4: know? No, she, she wore a giant tooth costume that's for true love. like that's true love. six hours. Yeah. on a, skipping across A rainy Congress day yeah. when we uh, recorded day. the music video. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys but it, rent it,
0: that suit from Lucy in Disguise? Uh, uh,
4: we tried it from China. No, Disguise. No, we ordered it
3: from China. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. all
0: right. Yeah, Lucy's
4: had this pathetic little mini yeah, tooth yeah, costume. Not, the head popping out. You yeah. can't see that anyone's eye. But, uh, you know. Yeah.
1: We, we, we I liked our, we, we were the yeah. dentists yeah. in the, in it's, the uh, video as it's well. A, we it's a, the costumes. whole
4: video is a dream sequence, and it's a day in the life of the tooth. Yes. And the tooth just gets into shenanigans, and just running all over Austin, and by the end of the day, it's just like you know, wasted at the bar and stumbling down the street because that's and what happened. The video in Austin was, was directed
1: and shot by, by Chase's cousin Wes.
2: Yeah, Wes did awesome job. His, his first job. Uh, music
4: video, his music video debut, uh, and he did a really awesome job. I saw that, that live
2: footage, that live video, and she was on stage holding the sign. And yeah, 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 we yeah. had uh, the make two America show chill again, a show, a show <laughs> at the
1: Mohawk. That was, yeah. great. that was a great show, that was a lot of fun. Um, so Linda's, uh, Linda's a trooper and I don't know, I don't know how comfortable she would be with us talking about her this much on this podcast. So
4: no,
2: she loves it in the spotlight and it couldn't help having, making America chill again with all
0: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> America, this, this, go go this is not a political podcast. <laughs> yeah,
4: can we <laughs> just get, get past November <laughs> and yeah. make it well, chill again? We're, we're about rock and roll
1: here. So, <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, the Nova came, the video, the actual, the songwriting for me, I thought went really well with. I guess the message or whatever you guys were trying to get across the whole thing, you know, the title kind of says it all, the video, the whole thing is just, it's slowed down. It's kind of, you know, a lot of reverb and and kind of space sound to it. And it's, it's the whole thing, it very well. It kind of feels together. like you're high on Novocaine. Yeah. Right. Well, I <laughs> no, think that's kind of the, that's the point, right? right. Yeah. yeah. No,
4: yeah. it's a cool song. Uh, lyrically, I think it's one of Mark's best. I mean, it's just some, some, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, he has some great, you know, bizarre rhyming schemes in the song and, uh, it's just fun to listen to the verses. And then the, the best part is the harmony, uh, the harmonies we do on the chorus, which was kind of an afterthought. Uh, we had actually almost, uh, Completed the record, and I, I just had this harmony pop in my head and uh, overdubbed it last minute, one of the last things we did on the album. And, uh, you know, that's, it really it's fills one it of out. my really favorite
1: harmonies to really really yeah. sing, no, actually. Mine too, mine too. Yeah. yeah, very effortless. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, well, that's good. So that was kind of written, well, uh, it was almost written after the studio, right? I mean, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was definitely
1: an afterthought, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it really worked, so.
0: I had a
2: quick question. I know that you use an electronic pad, Patrick. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what you use that for.
3: Okay, so I have a Roland SBT-SX sampler pad. Um, I've used it essentially to fill in a lot of different synthesizer and keyboard sounds that, you know, just help add to the fullness of a song. Uh, For example, in Novocaine. I have have two old Kurzweil keyboards in my house from the early 90s and late 80s uh, that my dad gave me. And so I've found some really old, cool, like really cool synthesizer sounds that are You know, very like low bit digital kind of synth sounding, you know, not so like polished as today's synth kind of sound. So I I was able to fill in and record all that stuff at home when we were recording Logic or Novocaine in Logic at first. And then I was able to transfer those over to the Roland sampler so that when we'd play it live, I could hit those notes and be able to, you know, replicate that. In a live environment yeah, be- and add to it because
4: we play as a four piece, but if you listen to a record, it's a five piece because we always have keyboard.
2: Right, right. Or, or a lot two. of people are going more in that electronic, yeah, sort of direction. Do you guys see yourself going more electronic? I think it's or something continuing to incorporate that electronic. Aspect? I definitely
1: think so. I think it's something that we're all influenced by bands that use that sort of stuff and touching on it. You know, we want to use the authentic, real instruments and then we want to mix in that stuff. So I, I think. Yeah, I mean we're not going to become yeah. like Flock of yeah. Seagulls I, I or anything. I don't think
4: right. we'll ever like cut out drum set from our right. recordings, but sure. we'll Guitars. we'll use it as an yes. instrument. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: No, I think it's going to add a whole other uh, layer of, of things. Honestly, I see it as mm-hmm. almost the fifth musician in the band. It kind of replaces the need of having well, the other thing a
1: keyboard is, player. Uh, we, we have a lot of interludes like between our songs, which yeah, is our live, you know, live show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in our live show, it which it are these kind of exactly out, big sounding things
3: for every so, whenever we play live, I've always never been a fan of just complete dead silence between songs. I feel like you lose the audience. Or people how about
1: are, crowd banter? Like, right, hey, right. hey, so you know, it, uh, first it gives, flew in, and boy, are my arms tired! Gives people a
3: chance to heckle you too. So we're trying, <laughs> to <help. laughs> trying,
6: trying to avoid that. <laughs> that. <Yeah>. No,
3: <laughs> enough tomatoes. So, uh, but really, no. But a good a good example of how collaborative we've been through writing songs and stuff is that Colin and I have put together a ton of the uh, transitions and stuff of our songs and sets. And really, he'll just come over and we'll hang out. Would you know, hook up the MIDI connection to of my Kurzweil keyboards and just like hit, you know, start playing with sounds and all kinds of different things. I use the Alchemy Synthesizer within Logic too. Oh yeah, so we'll go through like hundreds
5: of different thousands sounds. Thousands of presets. Just, yeah. And yeah.
3: So we'll just dig through stuff like that and then you know, I can always transfer that to my Roland Sampler as well, you know, and, I, and that's how I program it and I can put tons of delay and sound effects on it as well and just play with it while, while I'm live and so every time it can be somewhat different, you know.
0: Cool. So the like the the keys pieces that you have on your Roland Sampler, they're performed pieces that are recorded in there like when you for when you're playing them live
3: yeah, for the most part, but I'm I, I, what I'm feeling with the new direction to that is I'd like to be able to play it more like it's an actual instrument too. Because from I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, right now, I'm using it mainly for sampling purposes. But I mean, there's yeah, all I, other kinds of and even I'm so,
4: seeing. he he still triggers it while he's playing the drum set, which right, is yeah. you know in time perfectly, and he's actually playing two instruments in the band.
0: Yeah, right. Well, that's kind of what I guess my next question was going to be about. You know, does that mess up the tempo? You know, if you've got a kind of a pre-recorded piece that's being played, that you know, the only way you can really play it at this moment is to kind of have a. And play while you're also playing the drums. Does that screw up the timing for anything? Ever oh, that can be tricky. And you know, in
3: order <clears> to <throat> you know establish anything, so for something like that, to be pre-recorded to a beat. You know uh, that
5: you in have a metronome. You have, yeah, uh, you have, to have the click right. going
3: through the whole stage. For the most part, right now it's just kind of sense more of feet uh, yeah pad.
5: Yeah, just the, the mold.
3: Yeah, so we'll rehearse it, and I'll understand how long it should last. But, you know, it kind of can transition and go through waves of which different note we're going through, especially in the chorus for Novocaine. It kind of made it blend really well where I can hit the one, two, three, and then, you know, it's not going to be offbeat. You know, if you're going to – I've seen a lot of the bands use that same device for, you know, on stage where it carries the beat and you need to be synced up with mm-hmm. that. So that's kind of the next level, you know. But you, right. You have to be rocking click track on stage every time you play, you know. Right. So, uh,
0: But, I mean, that, even still for, for listeners who may not understand, you know, how that stuff kind of works on stage, it's just, it's kind of um, impressive, you know, to see someone using a separate instrument aside from their main instrument that they're using in order to, to help out with the rest of the song. You know, and they, yeah. they might – to them – you know, if it's done well enough, they won't even notice, you know. But at the same time, you know, it's right. like it's worth mentioning. That's yeah. true. I mean, there's,
3: yeah. yeah, I see a lot of uh, people using it, and it, they make it look easy, really easy, so.
4: Right. It, it really fills out the sound, you know, and as a uh, concert goer, you might not notice it's there, but – if it was gone, you would notice it. That's what's know?
1: interesting about this podcast is like we can do gear talk. You know, we're here in a studio and we can talk gear, but we can also kind of make it. I mean, we're we're talking about our band and, and you know, with our fans and things like that. So uh, we can talk about these things in a way that's accessible to people. Um, but then also, you know, for the gearheads out there, you know, somebody when we're talking about an SPDSX, you yeah, know, yeah. they kind of. You know, so
2: when your fans come to see, them, they're like, what's that weird thing that he's hitting over yeah, there? behind right. The right. Drum exactly. yeah. 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 the ones who've listened sad. to the podcast yeah. will know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh.
0: exactly. Awesome. So, um, gigs. What is y'all's process for getting shows, booking shows?
1: Uh, we work with a few booking and and uh, talent you know buyers around town. Um, you know, lately we've we've got Pennyloaf for PR is doing a lot of stuff for us. Um, Overload has been uh, very supportive, um, and we're, we really like to play the Red River District here in Austin, um, which are you know some of the best clubs. Uh, but we've worked with several different booking agents, and um, right now, honestly, we're we're trying to kind of turn down some shows so that we're not overexposed, uh, and take the best shows with the better bands. Um, and, uh, and then we're going to hit the road and, 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 uh, you know, our booking agents are going to help us, uh, get
0: shows. You know, and throughout. what are the areas that you guys have planned as far as for your tour? Have oh, no, y'all planned that the out?
1: Southwest, you know, so, you know, um, Texas obviously, New yep. Orleans, uh, maybe you know some like New Mexico, Houston. Dallas, Houston, San Marcos, San yep. Antonio, that's I know Martha. people in New Mexico if you guys cool. need yeah. to hook up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that'd be nice great. I used to live yeah. there. Yeah, cool. I've heard Santa Fe is really cool, Albuquerque. Um so yeah, those that's, that's that's the plan and then um you know, we've talked to some other people um about, you know, getting us out to the West Coast, um you know, places like Seattle and LA. Um, Portland, um, and then you know I, th- I, don't, I don't know if that's yeah that'll, right be, now. After, that's, yeah, you that'll know, be after the, the LP. LP yeah, and yeah, then of course it. we've done um, we've done some some east Coast touring in, with other groups and things like that, so I mean we we definitely plan to uh to tour the country with this band and and uh, we're really excited to see what the future holds.
2: Should we play another track?
0: Yeah, uh, that sounds good. This next one is working so hard. Uh, this is a new one off of their upcoming EP chill Russell, this one I believe was written by Colin.
7: So, yes.
5: Yep.
0: All okay. right. So this is Working So Hard by Chill Russell on in session at Jackrabbit Sound Shack.
8: When I get home, there's nobody there I try her on the phone, there's nobody there But I guess that I deserve this I wish I didn't get so nervous When I try to tell her exactly how I feel Well, maybe I just care too much That I can't give up When I know what could be there We just need more time to share But when my baby's working so hard She's working so hard She ain't got time for me anymore And when she's working so hard She's working so hard Might as well put a lock on her door I know she can't help it If you want someone to blame Then it's me that you're looking for Now she's working so hard she's working so hard she ain't got time for me anymore i tried her on the phone there's still nobody there i tried to let it go but she's everywhere it's getting pretty plain to see that she doesn't have a need for me or at least not enough to fit me in her plan I want to give her everything But space is what she needs And it's not fair Have to help her I just can't be there When my baby's working so hard She's working so hard She ain't got time for me anymore And when she's working so hard She's working so hard Might as well put a lock on her door I know she can't help if you want someone to blame then it's me that you're looking for Now yeah, she's working so hard She's working so hard She ain't got time for me anymore If I could only get the chance to explain You need her now. Then she might think me a bit less insane You need her now. Just to tell her what she means to me You need her be whatever she wants me to be when my baby's working so hard she's working so hard she ain't got time for me anymore and when she's working so hard she's working so hard might as well put a lock on her door I know she can't help it if you want someone to blame then it's me that you're looking for now she's working so hard She's
0: working so hard. She ain't got time for me anymore. All right. So that was Working So Hard off of Chill Russell's new EP. What was the name of that EP again, guys? And Yet We're Captivated. And Yet We're Captivated. Such a great name for an EP. So Working So Hard. Colin. Yes. How did you come about writing that song? What? What does it mean to you and how um, did you bring it to the guys?
5: Yeah. Uh so I have, you know, been playing music for a long time. Um, but I've never been in a band where I've been like part of the creative force behind it. Um so okay. I've just, you know, had this like big sort of back catalog like every time I have ideas I'll just try to write things down so I can remember them later and, you know, have something coherent to, you know, bring people. Right. When I want to talk it up. And so, you know, with working so hard, um, you know, a lot of it was, you know, influenced by that sort of like early to mid 60s kind of sound. Um, you know, whenever I wrote that, I was probably listening to, you know, a lot of like Rubber Soul and stuff like that. Right. Um, pet sounds. Pet sounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I was able to bring it in and it got really, you know, positive
2: oh, feedback. Are you, are you a Paul McCartney fan?
5: I'm a huge Paul McCartney fan. Who
2: isn't? Mm, yeah, people he, who don't know any better. Well, there are <laughs> people actually. I just, you know, you see somebody with a violin bass, and that's the first yeah, thing. Yeah, hey, man! Yeah. Who else Beatles. do you know, though? I mean,
4: Paul McCartney and Colin Hansen, like the two guys with violin bass,
1: both <laughs> equal
2: rock legends. <laughs> well,
1: I'm I'm flattered, but I,
5: I don't. I don't. I've, I've no, I don't know that even you believe that.
2: <laughs> do you know other people that play the violin bass? I do not. You don't see a whole
5: lot heard, of them. I've heard if
2: you put flat there. wound strings on it, it makes it even thumpier. Oh, we should try that. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, could definitely uh, try wound. that.
0: So with writing that song, was that one more of, you know, did it start more with a riff you were kind of playing on the bass on your own? Or did it? Did you have like an idea that you actually wanted to get out on no, paper? No, no. So so
5: that that's the funny part of it, I guess. So it started out with I just had this riff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a guitar riff or whatever in my head. And I like just jotted it down, you know, as soon as I came up with it. And, like, months and months later, like, I had this, like, completely separate idea that was more like, you know, sort of the lyrical structure of the song, and it just so happened that it fit, like, perfectly with the riff. It was, like, one of those really happy coincidences, I guess. So then the song from that point pretty much wrote itself because I didn't have to, you know, spend a lot of time thinking, like, oh, how's the music going to go?
0: Right. Awesome. It, it wasn't one of those ones where you like write the riff in your sleep or something, right? Have any of you guys ever done that? Write music when you're I, just drifting yeah, off or just waking up? No,
4: I've tried, but it never works out.
0: It's always like, yeah, oh, it's, I'll, a, I'll it's write it down the morning and then you it just In the real <laughs> yeah, just, yeah gone. it's
3: gone. Usually, I'm counting
5: sheep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right but
1: uh, I'm wondering about that song because we, we haven't really talked about. This. Is it autobiographical in, in the lyrical content?
5: Uh, I mean, I don't want to, you know, get too much into that. But uh, <laughs> it's
1: about a lady. N- yeah, no, it's
5: certainly, it, you know, based on at least. A slightly fictionalized account of something that's happened okay. in my life, but yeah, yeah it, it's definitely. I mean, I, with all my songs, I try to base it, you know, on some real thing I've experienced or some real emotion or something like that, because I think it's much more convincing. Yeah, it's to, hard you know, to tell the story that completely. way, yeah, than to make up, you know, something entirely. Right. I totally agree. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Writing a song that people can relate to, a story that someone mm-hmm. can relate to. I think that's what people really. Get into. I didn't even used to listen to lyrics because yeah. I was a yeah. drummer. Yeah. yeah, just kidding. I mean, watch it. I can't.
3: No. I can't write either.
2: But you know, but most people no. they listen to read words either. and vocals, and they don't. You know, and the beat. Hey, I can tap my toe. Yeah, though, and, you know. Well, that's
4: that's what gets yeah. you first, you know, and later on, get the, the lyrics. You know, that's what keeps you listening to the song. You know, long term.
1: Definitely, and uh, yeah. I think that it's hard to write a song that's convincing um, in you know an emotional aspect if you don't believe it if you can't go there as as the songwriter and as the listener so if the songwriter is talking about something that's that's true to them chances are somebody else you know has felt that or even even you know forget the lyrical aspect of it if you play something that you like the sound of i think that that's much a much more authentic way to to write music because if you're writing for yourself the chances are somebody else is going to like it as well
0: yeah, yeah. Vance, you have anything you'd like to ask them? There are things you guys want to talk about, but I just don't want to, don't want to skip over anything you might want to talk to these guys
4: about. What are your deepest questions?
1: I mean, um, I think between the two of you guys, you can have this pretty interesting the, the producer conversation here, you know, so yeah. that, that's something I, you know, I think we,
2: we can well, talk about. I mean, I did how I got connected to you guys' scene was through Chase, yeah. and Chase and I started working together at a music store, and, and basically... I don't know. I, he played in some bands that are friends of you guys. And next thing you know, he was, he had his own little studio thing going on, you know, where you go out. Yeah. And yeah.
4: It was a, a great hookup, you know, in terms of the things we've been able to do together. And, you know, thanks for kicking me all the business. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, he,
2: he was at the music store like, oh yeah, I know somebody that can record. And I'm like, yeah. well, why didn't you it's, just record him? He's yeah. like, yeah, I just go to other people's. Yeah. These yeah. People want to go to a We well, have a, a great
4: studio, you know. Uh, But, yeah, uh, you know, speaking of of recording and, you know, interesting places, uh, we actually recorded the EP at Patrick's house. and uh, Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. Over the the last couple years, I've kind of, you know, recorded in some not ideal spaces, not recording studios, but, you know, I've recorded a band in their rehearsal space and at someone's house and in their garage, you know, so I've uh, really kind of honed in on, um, you know, close-miking, and making the most of the space you're recording in. Uh, so we actually recorded uh, in Patrick's living room. Uh, he has these nice vaulted ceilings, and uh, we just pulled his drum set out there and um, actually recorded uh, two of us live on each track and just went through each track like that. And we got a great sound uh, in that living room with the, the drum set. And uh, everything else we just overdubbed, um, you know, guitars and lead vocals, then we went to Patrick's dad's house and he has a Hammond B3 organ and a an actual <laughs> Leslie speaker and and Todd came out and recorded on that and um, really high Tom ceilings there Rhodes. too oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like a cathedral yeah. and
2: if you haven't heard Patrick play the drums you're talking like have you seen John Bonham play yeah
4: <laughs> and that's he hits hard that's the sound we got out of that living room like just compress yeah. the drums they recorded like as loud as possible. And it just sounds awesome, and the record is huge sounding, and even like it was so big and boomy that when we got it uh, mastered, actually by uh, Eric Wafford, he's like, "This record is really loud," and, and we're like, "Yeah, and, you know," and he he was also saying it was a, a huge departure from what we had done with the first record, and we're like, "Yeah, it's just completely different. It's like so rock and roll and loud, and uh, yeah." It, it was fun to record, and uh, we basically mixed it ourselves uh, at his house as well.
0: Was there any sound treatment up at your place, or did you just let it go live? We, live, yeah. Bare minimum, like yeah. a little
4: carpet on a tile
3: floor yeah, with, yeah. you know, a vaulted ceiling, and drums were out there. We did isolate the guitar amp to this the side room where we usually practice, so we had an isolation booth of sorts, but then the drums just let loose in the biggest room of the house with the highest ceiling. So, you know, we used overhead mics, tons of instrument Mm -hmm. mics, you know, and it just came together really well. I mean, wow, we had, like, unlimited studio time because it was my house, yeah. you know? Yeah.
0: So See, this is kind of the interesting thing, though, because a lot of people talk about how the Foo Fighters have recorded all of their albums at Dave Grohl's house, but Dave Grohl has, like, a studio in his garage. Yeah. You know yeah. what <laughs> I mean? Like, it's not the same thing. It's not like, you know, actually being in somebody's living room while someone's trying to watch TV, right. you know what I mean, trying to yeah. record yeah. a record. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But. No,
3: no, I understand what you're saying, though. I mean, yeah, it, it, it was difficult to kind of coordinate and get all that done, but we did over the course of, like, a few weekends, really, just on a Sunday, like we're here today, yeah. so... Uh, no, but I didn't. think
1: that's what being an indie band is all about is sort of do it yourself. And, and there's something that's raw and real about that and authentic that, you know, that comes out in our music and it comes out in the record. And, uh, I think it's true to ourselves and I think it's, it's, you know, it's interesting. So you hear it in the record. Organic. Organic. Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah. Any yeah. of you indie artists out there listening, if you ever want to record out here, Jackrabbit soundcheck, just give us an email or anything. You don't have to do it at your own house.
4: So everybody knows. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oops.
7: Yeah,
0: don't, 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 don't do do record. Don't do what we did. In fact,
4: you know, uh we would love to come out here and record. Uh Vance just got a a uh, 16-track tape machine. 24. 24 we will track be playing with that tape machine. And oh, my God, we want to record on it. <laughs> right.
3: It does look great. I think the big difference between doing it at home yourself and coming to a studio and doing it is that if you bring it to a studio, it's going to get done a lot quicker than if you, we do it at home. It took a course of like six to eight months right. to finish. Yeah. So it's a lot slower if you do it at home. And but you, you want to be here, the artist. It's, it's not, like
2: yeah. all my friends are audio engineers and producers, but – They don't really prefer to record themselves. It's better to be on this side of the glass or that side of the glass, not trying to do both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Whoopsie. (laughs)
0: Um,
4: No, I always feel safe when uh, Vance is driving on a a session.
0: And it's always good just, I mean, granted, look, I've I've recorded a lot of stuff my, my own, and I've heard a lot of records that have been recorded by people at their own houses, and I think they sound Awesome. They do have that raw sound that you don't really get out of a studio, which I think is cool if that's what you're going for. Which you know a lot of bands tend to. Um, but and but me being an engineer, just going on the fact that you don't really want to do it yourself as much as you can. Um, the last record I worked on, I recorded, I mixed it, I mastered it, I produced it. I did, I did the whole thing. And if I could do it differently, I at the very minimum I would not have mastered it. I, I would brink have sent of it disaster. away. Yeah, I, I, I brink of disasters record, which I, I really love. And I had a fantastic time working. Sounds
2: on it. incredible.
0: But I I would have sent it somewhere else for mastering just to get my ears off of it. Right. You know what I mean? And to have, to have somebody, somebody else listen to it because yeah. I know what yeah. I've done to it for the past however long I worked on it. But somebody else new will have a whole fresh outlook if on it. If you like metal, everything it'll yeah. tear your <laughs> face off.
2: <laughs> good stuff. Do we have another track?
0: We do. Was so before we get to plugs and everything. Was there anything else that you guys kind of wanted to talk about? Tell your listeners. Well, our
3: our big release show for the new EP, and yet we're captivated, will be Saturday, November 12th at the Sidewinder on Red River in downtown. Austin, Texas. Austin, be Texas. There 10, be there square.
1: 10 p.m. With coattails in the sun yeah,
3: machine. Uh,
4: three, yeah. $3 and a canned good is what I heard. That's presented right. by Overload.
3: We're going to feed the hungry for Thanksgiving through our release show and then rock the faces My, off yeah, everybody doesn't on get Red River than that, that, that night. Doesn't yeah, so it'll be a great that. night. Music's going to be going all night long, and I want everyone to come out to it. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah.
0: And $3 with the, with the canned good, that's awesome. I mean, everybody, everybody listening to this has – a can of green beans in their pantry. That's been in there for two years. Can of corn. Yeah. Pull it out. Take it to the show along with $3. Go check these guys out. You'll have a great time. Um, You'll love them. You'll come away wanting to hear everything else that they, they have to offer you then and into the future with the LP coming. Not too long after. Thank you guys so much. yeah, Yeah. and and,
1: and We just do want to say, uh, visit us at, you know, facebook.com slash the chill Russell, follow us on Instagram, uh, chill the chill Russell. Uh, What else? We got Twitter. The chill, Russell. the chill Russell, everything's we, The we Chill Russell. So just, just follow us on yeah. there, and uh, uh, we should, uh,
3: yeah, it was great to
4: be yeah, here with thank you. Yeah, we really guys for appreciate you guys coming yeah, in. Thank thank guys. Guys. Thank so so it's much. an honor to be part of episode one.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah well, in uh, voyage. We, we, we're gonna crack a beer yeah. over the studio. Yeah, well.
4: Cheers to many more. Yeah,
0: we'd love to be. Yeah, Okay, guys. Cheers, cheers, here we go. Cheers, thanks for being here on our podcast. All right. Well, bottoms up. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. All right. So, this has been In Session at Jackrabbit Soundcheck. You guys can find us on Facebook, In Session at Jackrabbit Soundcheck, on Twitter, In Session underscore JRSS. You can find us on Instagram, on YouTube. Same thing. Just look up In Session at Jackrabbit Soundcheck. We will pop up. Um, find our website. Subscribe to everything that you can because we're going to try and keep these coming as frequently as possible.
2: And please like our page, and we want to hear your feedback, so let us know.
0: Tell your friends. Share this as much as you can. The more music that gets passed around to everybody, the better. We are going to finish the show off with the last song by Chill Russell. This is off of their first EP. It is called Death is a Poor Man's Doctor. Thank you guys so much for listening in. We will see you next time.